Welcome to the Experiencing Joy in Jesus Christ podcast. I'm Brother Webb. And I'm Brother Anderson. Excited for today's journey of joy. Let's go. Welcome back to another week of our podcast, Experiencing Joy in Jesus Christ. I'm Brother Webb, and this is my friend, Brother Anderson, father of seven daughters and one son. Well, there's a hashtag going around in the past that's like hashtag girl dad. Did you ever use that? I should. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Lord um, wanted me to learn some things. I am not like a super huggy you know, yeah. And I think the Lord's like, I'm going to give you seven daughters and they're going to help teach you to be a little bit more sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Is it? That's, that's awesome. Seven daughters. That's so cool. So, uh, this week we, uh, in full transparency, I did not attend my Institute class this week for a variety of reasons. But uh, I'm very interested in the topic that was discussed in both of our classes the same this week. So here's the question for everybody to hear. And uh, I know in your class you might have spent some time even reframing the question a little bit, and we'll get into that. But here was the, the main question. How do we comfort and support those who choose not to be in the church anymore? How do we comfort and support those who choose to not be in the church anymore? And there were some subset questions that were similar about comforting and um, helping people who, who may be needing comfort. So in your class, Brother Anderson, it went a little different than you had expected. Will you teach us a little bit about yeah. what you thought the direction would be and where it actually went? So I have to say, like, I've, I am... Brother Webb, we are so incredibly blessed to work with these young single adults and these single adults. They are just amazing. Um, I came in to my class thinking we are going to talk about, you know, tolerance and and how to speak kindly and how to reach out and how to serve and how to really be involved with like relationships with other people. Um, and in our class, we had a lead student that jumped up and uh, got us started, and uh, he blew my mind because where I thought we were going to focus is not wh where we went at all. And so he took us to Mosiah chapter 27, and uh, I just want to read a couple of verses that he started our class off with, if that's okay. Yeah, please. Verses 2 through 4, yeah. Uh, and it came to pass that King Mosiah sent a proclamation throughout the land uh, round about that there should not any unbeliever persecute any of those who belong to the church of God. So again, that totally changed my direction right from the beginning, like us reaching out and helping others. And he started us off with, wait a minute. Um, we as believers need to be careful that, you know, we're not allowing persecution on us and, and almost flipped it for me. And there was a, a strict commandment throughout all the churches that there should be no persecutions among them. So again, either way, directions, believers right. to non-believers, non-believers to believers, and there should be uh, an uh, equality among all men, and they should let no pride nor haughtiness disturb their peace, and every man should esteem his neighbor as himself, laboring with their own hands 
uh, for their support. And I thought that was interesting. And I'm like, okay, that esteem his neighbor is kind of where I thought we would spend some time. But he added this interesting element of let's be careful uh, that we're not allowing persecution on us uh, just as we wouldn't want to persecute anyone else. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, President Nelson actually recently said something about that, right? Where he said that we should um, not. I uh, let's bring up let's let's bring up the quote. Actually, um, I'm gonna find that uh, next time you yeah. start talking. Okay. <laughs> <Do you>? Okay. <laughs> I'll but, keep talking. You find the quote. Yeah, I'll find the quote. You keep sharing what happened next. Sounds great. We're going to move on to verse eight, which is the next verse that he brought up. Um, and now the sons of Mosiah were numbered among the unbelievers. And also one of the sons of Alma was numbered among them. Uh, he being called Alma after his father. Nevertheless, he became a very wicked and uh, idolatrous man. And he was a man of many words and did speak much flattery to the people. Therefore, uh, he led many of the people to do after the manner of his iniquities. And so we talked a little bit about that, about the flattery and about, uh, you know, the, the draw as we often reach out and try to help others that we just need to be aware of. Um, uh, and then this is where I thought it was fascinating. In verse 14 is the next verse that he took, took us. And he goes, this really, if we think about wanting to help it, others and comfort others, um, you know, that are that are stepping away from the church. He goes, I don't think we can. Look at the examples in the scriptures. Here's this amazing dad trying to uh, do do this for his son. And I don't think he's very successful. And then we look at Lehi with Laman and Lemuel and he and gave a couple of different examples, which really got me thinking like that. That's super fascinating. Um, if some of these incredible scripture heroes struggle with this concept that we're talking about, like Brother Webb, like how do we help those? How do we support and comfort those that are, are stepping away? Um, this has been a struggle and a very personal struggle um, for a very long time. Uh, did you find that quote? Yeah, I actually didn't. And that's the fun thing about our live podcast that we just, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have it. You just keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, but here's the focus. Here's, here's the focus that he had us look at. Like, this is something that we can do. This is something that we can be successful at. Uh, verse 14. And again, the angel said, behold, the Lord hath heard the prayers of his people and also the prayers of his servant Alma, who is thy father. Uh, and he, uh, for he has prayed with much faith concerning thee, that thou mightest be brought to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, for this purpose, have I come to convince thee of the power uh, and authority of God and the prayers of the, his servant might be answered according uh, to their faith. Sorry, servants, plural, you know. So um, our lead student just totally changed the direction. As I thought, yeah, what do we do and how do we reach out and how do we strengthen that relationship with these in individuals, which I think we have to stay connected. And I think that's important. But I loved this young adult's focus. If you really want to help somebody, keep your relationship with God strong. Turn to uh, 
turn to prayer to him. And we started our class with this idea of, hey, today's general topic is the second great commandment. Um, and we talked about uh, the pillars of uh, the parts of the cross and how the uh, vertical piece helps us remember the first great commandment and to stay connected to God. And then uh, the horizontal piece uh, where the Savior's arms are, are outstretched and nailed there. Um, and, and we talked about that representing kind of the second great commandment. Um, and, and I focused on that second great commandment starting class. You guys, today we are second great commandment. We're talking about that hor horizontal piece. Um, so our arms are outstretched. And without even knowing it or recognizing it or knowing that I was going to start in that way, this young man focused us on, hey, first, we've got to stay connected to God. We've got to keep the first great commandment, the first great commandment. And so often in these situations, I think that we are tempted to make the second great commandment, to love our neighbor, the first uh, the first of priority in our life at that time. And I was so grateful that he refocused us and reminded us when you're tempted in those relationships to comfort and, and, and support those neighbors that are stepping away, even those cherished neighbors, you keep God first. Uh, thoughts on that? Bo? Yeah, I, I have lots of thoughts and I think that's so wise. I, have felt tempted myself yeah. with people I care about to maybe lax my conversations about God and my focus and be focused more on them and their needs. And I think there is a balance, but I do think that there is some great wisdom in having God as our anchor first and not shying away from declaring his truth and speaking of his love because ultimately I cannot provide comfort. Like when the scriptures say comfort those that need comfort, what they're really saying is allow help people come to Jesus because he is the one who provides comfort, right? I can have empathy for others. I can try as as inadequate as I may be to try to put myself in their shoes and try to connect with them. But ultimately, real comfort is only found in Jesus. And so if if I am so focused on their needs without including the pointing towards God, then I might just become a buddy who becomes a sounding board for them instead of someone who is actually you know, answering what this question asks, which is providing comfort. It's funny that we even are here right now in this conversation because when I first saw the question, and you know this, I didn't really like it. Like, wait, how are we going to comfort people? Like, and like say, it's, oh, it's okay. It's good that you're leaving the church. It's going to, it's, you know, this is your journey. And I've heard all those things before. And I think I understand where people are coming from with those statements. But if, if we are answering this question, which says, how do I comfort? Comfort is found in Jesus. And people seek comfort in a lot of ways. And that's, you know, that's how the world is seeking comfort in so many avenues. Happiness, comfort, joy, and there is one source. And if I know about it, 
then the way that I provide it is by pointing people to him ultimately, right? And I can do that in very tactful ways. I don't have to be a, a preacher who is beating them down about their choices that they're making, but I don't want to disconnect myself from that first commandment like you have been talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, so I love that thought. We brought that up as well. Like, can we really comfort somebody who's choosing to to step away from God? There's not gonna be. They're not gonna find comfort in those things. I can't take away the consequences of their choices. Uh, and and I pounded that a little bit. And I had another young man. Um, just love you know love these kids. Uh, and and he brought up. He he challenged me a little bit. And he goes. Oh, I disagree. I think we can. And and I said, okay, talk to me, talk to me. Um, and ultimately where we ended up is Romans chapter eight. Um, and he reminded me of what you just said, Brother Webb, like we can comfort them by reminding them uh, of where comfort is. And uh, Romans eight verses 35, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Um, uh, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved, loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus the Lord uh, and this this young adult just reminded me there's still comfort in that if I'm walking away but I'm reminded he still knows you he still knows where you are he still loves you and he still wants to be connected with you that there's still an element of of comfort in that and and i thought that was also very wise so so good that that really is my job as a believer as somebody who is trying to live the first great commandments is to provide hope through jesus and and hope through jesus is available to everyone uh it's not qualified right god's love his peace his hope his comfort is available to anyone in or out of the church, and I can be somebody who um, shines him to others. So, so good. Can I share a, a quote I did find from Elder Holland? Um, and this may take us in a little different direction, but I want to hear what you think of this. So here, here's what Elder Holland said. For those of you who earnestly seek to bear another's burden, it's important that you refortify yourself and build yourself back up when others expect so much of you and indeed take so much out of you. Mm -hmm. No one is so strong that he or she does not ever feel fatigued or frustrated or recognize the need to care for themselves. Jesus certainly experienced that fatigue, felt the drain on his strength. He gave and gave, but there was a cost attached to that. And he felt the effects of so many relying on him. I'm going to give some examples from the Savior's life. Um, I, I just know that in these settings where we are trying to comfort others, we are trying to help people come to the Savior, it can be burdensome. It can feel very heavy. And uh, there is 
great wisdom in finding the space to recharge ourselves with God um, and stepping away at times. So any, any additional thoughts there? Yeah, so needed. Thank you so much. Uh, one of our sub questions was, what do I do? How do I, how do I feel like I'm spiritually the only person keeping this person afloat? How can I help or continue to help or even step away? And, and I love that thought. I love the examples from the Savior as, as you talked about him separating himself from the crowd for a while. Like, and let me go into the mount to pray. Let me separate myself a little bit. I just need to recharge. Um, and, and I think that there's, there's such uh, value in that. Um, the other thing that we talked about a little bit is, is recognizing and acting in faith that I'm not the only one. Uh, yeah. At the very least, we know he's there, that he's there to support them and help them and carry them. Uh, and uh, there's always a team. There's always other young single adults that we can help get involved, the elders, quorum president, release site president, other leaders, uh, um, family members, their family members that we can help rally uh, to the cause. And so I appreciate that thought that we don't have to do this alone. Um, That's beautiful. Um, if I might just end with this idea and I'll let you have the last word if you'd like it. But here is a little paragraph that I think kind of sums this up well. This is another quote from Mother Holland. I bear witness that God is aware of our burdens and will strengthen us to strengthen others. This does not mean our problems will always disappear or the world will suddenly be at peace. But neither do your prayers fall on deaf ears and neither do the prayers of those you care for. Uh, the widowed, the divorced, the lonely, the overwhelmed, the addict, the ill, the hopeless, everyone. I just know that God is aware of our desires to help other people and that our prayers to him in their behalf and in our behalf are heard. Powerful testimony. Um I think the last thing I'd like to just point out is for those asking this question, for those that have a desire to keep the first and the second great commandment, and all I want to do is help these people. All I want to do is let them know that their Father in Heaven and their Savior Jesus Christ love them. Will you take a, a step back and will you look and, and, and see what that says about you uh, and about who you are? Uh, our church leaders have discussed a lot about who you are and your identity and the responsibility to help gather. Uh, thank you for having such a, a strong desire um, to do just that and recognize that that is a part of who you are uh, and it makes you uh, i think that is amazing so thank you thank you thank you have a great week everybody we'll talk to you soon